Hello, welcome to the Roam Around League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, training camp is underway. There's obviously a brand new excitement for this franchise. The fan base really hasn't seen really since the last 25 years. Today was the first open practice with a great fan turnout. In this episode, I'm going to go over the team's most 20 important players as we head into the 2023 season. A lot to get to, so here we go. First, before I get to you know, the list, I'm going to talk briefly about the Byron Pringle uh, signing and Michael Badgley signing. Byron Pringle was in Kansas City with Eric Bannemi, um, had a good good year in 2021, um, solid year for Bannemi as a fourth receiver. Um, he's a good kick returner as well. He doesn't really have too much experience punt returning, but um, if they don't want Gibson to handle a kick return duties, Pringle can make the roster um, on that square alone. Again, he doesn't have much game experience as a punt returner. But obviously, they're looking to upgrade over Dax Milne. They should be, at least. He's not a good power returner. So I think Pringle is a really good shot at making this team. I did my roster projections two weeks ago. and obviously wasn't part of the equation. But I think he could definitely push push off a Dax Milne or um, a Marcus Kemp or Kazmir Allen. Um, all can play special teams. So Pringle you know, was a nice you know depth signing for this team. Michael Badgley he had a good year for Detroit last year. Went 20-24. Made all of his extra points. I've been Joey Slice. Can't say. Um... You know, I think Badgett is a better kicker than um, Sly, at least more consistent. But I think it's really going to hold him back in this competition. Is that Sly, you know, is very good at kickoffs, and Badgett usually doesn't even handle kickoffs. He um, was the primary kickoff, which was last year for Detroit. Um, I don't think Washington wants Tress Way to do that here. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can improve his kickoff ability. Um, because if if the kicking competition is close, I think they're going to go with Sly just based on Sly's kickoff um, capability. Uh, I do think Badgley is the better kicker, like I said earlier, but again, we'll see how um, that competition goes down. I'm sure we'll probably go all four weeks of the preseason, or three weeks of preseason. Um, like I said, camp obviously started today, at least open to the public-wise. They were there on Wednesday as well. It was a non-practice open to the public, though. Um, from what I've you know, been able to see or hear, the Sam Howell and Jacob Brissett looks good. Looks like they have command of the offense. Um, that's obviously what you want to see, especially going into a brand-new offense under Eric Bieniemy. Uh, I think another big takeaway is that everyone seems relieved based off the players that have talked to the media, um, off of what Ron has said. Everyone seems, you know, seems like a brand new breath of fresh air with a new owner in Josh Harris. This team could finally just keep questions related to football. Um, no one has to worry about the stupid stuff that Snyder has been doing or everything. So I think this team's going to probably play a lot more free and like a weight has been lifted off them. And you could just see it um, the way the players are reacting. Um, it's good to see the Chase Young and Logan Thomas have their knee braces off. Um, obviously, they you know, had a tough year. Both had pretty tough years last year coming back from the injury. Logan wasn't himself. Chase obviously only played three games. Um, so it's good to see them, their, their progression-wise coming back from those um, you know, major knee injuries. They all should be good to go and ready for 2023. Obviously, those two guys are really, really important to this team's success, especially Chase. Um, so I'm very, really excited to see what those guys do next year. Um, I'm definitely going to you know, try to go to a couple or at least one practice um down in Ashburn, seemed like it's a really, really you know good fan experience. Finally, the bleachers seemed like the players were really excited about that as well. You know, when you see other teams' training camps, like on NFL Training Camp Live and NFL Network, you could see there was actually like a bleacher set up or at least things for fans that seem like they are part of the practice. And it's really cool that Josh has already done that. And Washington has you know provided that experience, so um, I'm excited to see what everything looks like, how it goes, how it's going to look going forward. Um, I'll tell my girlfriend for the first time she's never been to a training camp practice and i'm trying to let her know embrace what it is and you know see what um you know football is like in the nfl level so um definitely be a cool experience i'm really excited to get out there and see what uh you know the new vibe this team has and it's just gonna be such a you know beautiful breath of fresh air i moved to the top 20 players um 
these are, you know, you could look at it as a list of the top 20 players on the team, but not really. I just kind of, it is that to an extent, but also the, who I think of that is important to the team going forward. Basically, if these guys go down, the team will be hurting kind of uh, on mindset the way I looked at it. But at number 20, I've been missing juice. Um, obviously, um, he's a young corner that's had some moments for this team, but he's consistently been injured, unfortunately. I thought he played really well in that mid-stretch of the season last year before um, having another injury concussion cost him 2021 uh, and 2022 last year. Um, I think it was a ankle injury or something. But either way, he was he did well as covering the number one wide receivers for that, that stretch. Um, I thought he was the best corner on the team for um, those couple weeks. And uh, it looks like he's moving back to the slot this year. Um, I think he's a better outside corner than what he was in Minnesota. And um, what he's played for Washington, he's been better on the outside as well. But they don't want to move Kendall back inside. They don't want to play Forbes in the inside. So that's what St. Joe's going to have to do. Um, he's going to you know, really look to hopefully have a breakout year in year three. 19, I have Jacoby Brissett. Obviously, it's like he's the backup quarterback. But back quarterback is always one of the most important spots you have on your roster. He definitely can end up starting some games this year, whether it's through injury for the Sam or just poor play by Sam. So um, he, I think, if not, is the best backup quarterback in the NFL, one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and a really good, good signing by Washington in the offseason. 18, I have Curtis Samuel. Um, always been a high Curtis Samuel guy ever since the team signed him a couple years ago. He's going into the last year of his deal, so obviously he's going to look to be hopefully taken off um, for this team going into that contract year. I'm going to do a couple stat projections here as well as kind of like a rough, you know, number. I'm not going to go specifically, uh, but I think he can, you know, have anywhere from 700, 750 yards receiving, 250 to 300 yards rushing because I think the enemy is going to use his versatility as he should. You know, Curtis can do it. Um, he could definitely play in, in the backfield and I can see him scoring, you know, six to eight touchdowns. Uh, I think Curtis, as long as he can stay healthy, will have, you know, really weapon for this team. 17, I've guard Sam Cosme. Um, I hope Sam takes a big step. I think he's going to be much better at guard. He has athletic ability coming out of Texas. He was one of the faster linemen in the combine. Um, I'm really excited to see what he does in the run game, you know, pulling in the enemy's offense. Um, so I think Sam Cosme hopefully will take a really big step this year and, you know, maybe not take that Pro Bowl step, but be someone that can really be a solid, you know, top 15, top 10 guard in the NFL. 16, I have Logan Thomas. I uh, mentioned him earlier by having his knee brace off. Um, I was almost hesitant to put Logan this high just because I feel like if he goes down, it's not going to be as big a deal because I think they're going to really try to feature Cole Turner and um, we're going to feature Imani Rodgers before the injury. But um, either way, I think if Logan stays healthy, especially in that role that, you know, the enemy tried as a feature as a tight end, obviously this team has nowhere on this roster, a guy like Travis Kelsey that, you know, Benny had in Kansas City. But I can see Logan getting you know, 50 catches, 500 yards, five or six touchdowns being a threat in the red zone. 15, I have Antonio Gibson. You know, running back going into his contract here, obviously he's going to be looking to, you know, have a, a big year to get his, a good second contract. Obviously one has heard, you know, the running back situation of, you know, not getting paid. And Gibson has a chance to get paid just because he can be a really good receiver as well. He's already mentioned that he'd like to line up a receiver in this offense. I don't really see that in the cards based on all the receiver talent this team already has. Uh, but I could see Gibson... You know, having anywhere from, you know, 650 yards rushing, 600 yards receiving. I can see 10 total touchdowns easy. I mean, he's a dynamic, athletic, explosive player. Um, so I really think he's going to have a really good year, and I think he's going to take off in this offense. Um, I could even see him taking more carries and being primary rusher if Brian Robinson slips, but uh, I think Gibson's definitely going to be a number two running back slash third down guy. At 14 of Emmanuel Forbes, obviously the rookie first-round pick out of Mississippi State. He's going to be playing the outside. Um I'm really looking forward to him having a good year. I think he's having a really good year, being in contention for a defensive player, defensive rookie of the year. I could see him getting 35 interceptions. His ball skills are elite. I mean, he has the most pick sixes in NCAA football history. That's obviously a great stat. Um, and Forbes is a guy that has the length, speed, and you really the mindset to be a good outside quarterback in the NFL. 
13, I have linebacker Jamin Davis. Going into year three, I could see it being a breakout year for him. He should easily eclipse 100 tackles. He's a good blitzer from the middle linebacker position or outside linebacker position as well. I can expect him to have a couple, three or four sacks um, as long as they'll rear trust in the blitz. But James is a guy I think is going to really solidify himself as um, one of the better young linebackers in the NFL this year. I think he's going to take a big step. At 12, I have running back Brian Robinson Jr., um, obviously going into year two. Um, he's a guy that's going to be the workhorse, the pounder up the middle. Um, I can see him you know, getting anywhere, anywhere from 900 to 1,000 yards rushing. You know, six to eight rushing touchdowns. Um, I know Ron wants to run, but obviously he has a guy in the enemy who's coming from the passing background in Kansas City. I think it seems hopefully going to be a you know, pretty balanced, well-approached offense. But I expect Ron Robinson to really be the bell cow. At 11, I have Derek Forrest, um, third-year safety coming to Cincinnati. He had a breakout year last year, was really the only effective playmaker, um, whether it was forced fumbles, some broke recoveries, interceptions last year. Now they added Forbes to the secondary to you know, kind of do that as well. But Forrest is a guy that could play strong, could play free, uh, play near the line, plays a good deep center uh, center field type middle safety, even though it's not his strength, but he can do it. Um, and in this defense, he has to play free safety a lot just because you know um, Cam is better um, as a strong safety nickel uh, corner slash Buffalo nickel rule. So I really like Derek Forrest. I expect him to even go uh, keep going up and up as a safety. Um, at 10, I have quarterback Sam Howe. Um, obviously, he could be higher, um, but I really have him this low just because I think as long unless he completely takes off, I think there's not going to be that much to do between him and Brissett. And I, I, that might sound bad from a fan base perspective, but um, you know I think they're you know kind of interchangeable. I think they're going to win him on the same amount of games regardless between these two quarterbacks. Um, hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, Sam takes you know a really big step and shows he'd be a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I'm you know, being lofty in his expectations. If he has a stat line, I think obviously this team's going to go to the playoffs, but I can see him throwing from anywhere from 3,900 to 4,200 passing yards, 28, 30 passing touchdowns, 10 to 15 interceptions, 500, 600 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns. Um, I think it's obviously on the upper echelon of you know his projections, but I'm really hoping Sam takes a step forward and you can prove he can be a starting quarterback in this league. At nine, I have the second-year receiver, first-round pick, Jahan Dotson. He could be even higher. I think he's going to be one of the best players in this team all around. Um, he's only going to get better. I think he's going to be a true number one receiver. Their team hopefully will have two with him and Terry going forward. Um, as long as Jahan stays healthy, he should double his stats he had last year. Um, I could see at least 70 to 75 catches, 1,000 yards receiving, really good red zone threat as he showed last year in his rookie year, seven to nine touchdowns. Um, I'm really, really excited to see what he does in year two. At eight, I have Charles Leno Jr., left tackle, um, Charles Leno is a top 15, top 18 left tackle in the NFL. He's solid. You know, he's definitely someone you could hang your hat on. I just put him this high because I don't know if he goes down, it's going to be tough to have Cornelius Lucas come in or step in or, or Braden Daniels. If Leno goes down, that could be a, you know, a huge loss for this team. So I have Leno at eight. At seven, I have Kendall Fuller, another guy going into a contract year. He's the elder statement of this quarterback um, room, even though he's 28 years old. Um, he had a really, really good second half of the year last year. Always like Kendall going back to his days at Tech. Um, he provides versatility. He can play outside, nickel, and safety. Obviously, this team is containing him to the outside, and you know he was really good yet last year, only playing outside corner. So, I think I know people were kind of worried about Kendall's roster spot after the Forbes and Quan Martin draft uh, picks in the first and second round, and that might be the case. Ken, maybe Kendall's going to be gone after this year, but this year he's still going to be a vital part of this defense. At six, I uh, have Chase Young. Um, I think Chase is going to have that breakout year. I can see ten and twelve sacks. He looks great. Um, in off-season workouts, videos, obviously just workout videos, training camp, he looks good, but um, he's playing for a contract. I know this, you know, he, he's a local guy. Um, I know maybe he feels disrespected they didn't pick up a fifth-year option, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he's obviously wants to stay here long-term. 
just because he is a local guy can really be the face of this franchise going forward, especially in our new ownership and really have high hopes for Chase. I can see him having, you know, 12, 13 sacks this year. At five of Montez Sweat, um, another guy I can see getting eight to 11, 12 sacks. He's going to a contract year as well. Him and Chase are really close. Um, they apparently worked out together all off season, even though those guys are basically almost maybe uh, fighting for the same contract. I mean, the same contract. I don't know if this team would be able to pay both of them. Uh, but Tez is a guy that's, you know, a really, really solid, consistent player. You know you're going to get eight sacks for him at least each year. Maybe this year he finally gets that double-digit mark. At 4F, Cam Curl. Um, strong safety, Buffalo Nickel, like I mentioned earlier. He's one of the better players on this team. Best player, one of the best players on defense. He needs to be paid. He's going to contract here as well. I know it's been a theme these last couple couple guys I've been talking about. Um, but I, I really love Cam Curl. I think he's one of the most versatile, dynamic, intelligent players they have on this defense. Um, and, you know, he's... Excuse me, his trajectory is only going up, being only going to his fourth year. So this team needs to pay him, and now with a new owner, um, maybe they can get that cleared. And, you know, Cam could be get an extension before the year starts. At three, you have Deron Payne. Obviously, he just got his long-term deal, um, 11 and a half sacks this year. I, I don't know if he'll be able to replicate that next year, but I think he could still get eight to ten, um, be a dynamic force in the run game. Um, Deron's a guy that, again, he's coming off of a career year, and I expect him to only get better. At two of Jonathan Allen, the unquestioned leader of this defense, at least maybe the team at all in general, another guy that can get eight to 10 sacks, great against the run game, um, strikes fear and opposing guards and centers, interior offense alignment. And Jonathan Allen is a great guy to have on this team on and off the field. And that leads number one, Terry McLaurin. Uh, I think Terry McLaurin's the best you know, player, football player on this team. Um, they're doing the top 100 in the NFL, NFL Network special. Terry finally got some love. He was picking up, he was number 94. It's voted on by other players, so. You got to you got to respect that it's from his peers. Thought he'd be higher, but at least he's on the list this year. Um, you know, he might be the only Washington player. I think they've been reeled one in one hundred through seventy right now, and he's been like one. So, you know, Terry's obviously a clear number one receiver. He's gotten better each and every year. Imagine this guy's had a, would have had a consistent quarterback to throw to him instead of guys like Colt McCoy, Dwayne Haskins, Case Keenum, Alex Smith, um, Fitzpatrick, uh, Heineke. Um, obviously, the list goes on. If he how can be semi decent, Terry's numbers are going to explode. I can see him have 85, 90 catches, 1,300, 1,350 yards receiving, seven or eight touchdowns. And obviously, he's finally getting some respect. He was top 10 in receiver ratings for Madden, top 10 in the NFL poll on ESPN.com by GMs for receivers. Like I said, he was in the top 100. And, you know, if he has those kind of numbers with the quarterback, his you know, stock's only going to go up. And big Terry guy, I love the way he represents his franchise. Um, definitely one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, and really, his fan base should be really excited that, you know, he's pretty much the face of his franchise right now. This team is really talented. I mean, I'm just man- mentioning those last 20 guys. If they can avoid injuries and get a you know good quarterback play from Sam or Jacob Brissett, they're a wild card team. Um, they've basically been a 7-8 or win team with Heineke last couple of years. If they get that level, obviously I, I see them staying there. But if Hal can just be a little better than Heineke, you know, his team can win 9 or 10 games and you know, surely be in a you know, consideration for a wild card spot. The NFC is so weak this year. Um, you know, Obviously, unfortunately, Philly and is a class of the NFC with San Francisco right there. Um, but, I mean, like I said, Washington will definitely be in the consideration for a wild card spot. And this should hopefully be a good year for 2023 and spark um, some excitement for this fans, especially going into a new era. Well, that includes the Roman Around League episode. Training camp is here, which means football is here. It's the first preseason game just a few weeks away. And I think I speak for pretty much all the fan base to say that we haven't been excited for a season in a long time. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.